My name is Emma Stanfield. Um, I am a junior at Matoka High School, and I'm a part of the Heights Youth Ministry. Um, I've always grown up in the church, but um, it sort of it sort of all became real to me when um, a couple years ago I met a girl named Allie. Um, she actually just messaged me online, and she said that she had heard some of the music that I write, and that when she is going through chemotherapy treatments, um, she would listen to my music, and it would lift her spirits. And so ever since I met her and we became um, better friends, she just had this way about her that was so um, so positive, and she was just so happy all the time, regardless of everything that she had gone through. Um, and that was just something that I've always wanted to have. I've, I've always wanted that um, that character trait, and um, I didn't understand how she did it <laughs> because such little things happened in my life that just made me um, turn away from God and blame God. But um, after I got to know her a little better, um, she just she really inspired me in ways that I can't even explain. Um, and ever since then, my relationship with God has just been all uphill. Um, I am on two worship teams, one at Colonial Heights Baptist and one at Journey Christian. Um, and it's one of my absolute favorite things in the world. Being on stage, just worshiping God is just, it's so freeing and it makes me, it just makes me so happy. Um, some things that I do to help me grow in my faith are, um, I have a couple friends that every now and then we'll meet up at Starbucks and we'll do a devotion and, um, Having that accountability is just really important to me. And not only being able to um, meet outside of church and meet outside of school, um, um, having small groups, being a part of a small group is super important to me. I love having that um, sort of checkpoint in my week. Um, every Wednesday night, I sit with my small group and we talk and we hold each other accountable and we talk about our weeks. And it's just, um, it's really nice to have um, people that I can trust and people that will, um, you know, um, encourage me in my walk with God. My name is Ben Rains. I am 15 and I go to NB Clements Junior High and I'm part of the Heights Youth Ministry. I started my faith when I was eight years old, when I got baptized. Well, I really didn't start it because it was out of fear of my father's death and it was kind of one of those, I have to do this because I want to be a good person. And when he died, I became really devastated did a lot of bad things I'm not very proud of. I'm scared of still today. Seventh grade for me was awful, horrendous, scary. But I started reading my Bible and it just kind of got progressively better from there. And I went on this mission trip and my entire perspective just changed and enhanced and I just really went far with my faith and it kind of made me the person I am today because I read the I read the Bible out in public and I'm not ashamed of it and God's done so many great things in my life and he has just made my life a joyous experience that makes me, in a way, shout for God and saying, you are great, you are mighty. I guess it can be summed up in Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose.
Thank you, Em and Ben. Yeah, give them a hand for uh, allowing us to shoot that video. Uh, we do believe we've been called to a higher purpose, right? Uh, here at the Heights, we call that building relationships that connect all people uh, to a God-sized life and love. Uh, welcome again to Youth Sunday. Uh, you've probably, if you're in a life group, you might have had a, a student-teacher life group. We've been greeting, we've been ushering, uh, we've been doing kids' life group, we've took over the main stage, and uh, it's been a great day so far. Um, typically in years past, uh, on Youth Sunday, we've had a student come up and, and preach the message, but we're going to do something a little bit different this year. Actually, You are actually going to hear from uh, several different students uh, this morning. Uh, one of the core values uh, we have here at the church is uh, to live a life that's shaped by the Word of God. Uh, and, and so often we, we talk about, about what that looks like, but this morning we're actually are going to talk about how that has impacted uh, these individuals' lives, how they've uh, allowed their lives and, and done things in their life uh, to allow the Word of God to, to, to shape who they are and, and who they are uh, becoming. So um, it, as we think about, as we hear them talk uh, as adults, uh, I think you're going you're gonna to resonate with some of the things that they're talking about, some of the issues that, that they've gone through, because as adults, we, we struggle with the same thing. And, uh, and so pay attention for that, and, and uh, it's going to be a great, great morning listening to, uh, to them. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys, and you guys can go for it. Hello, my name is Berkeley Freeman. I have been coming to the Heights my entire life. My dad is Steve Freeman. He is on staff here as the staff evangelist. And my mom is Lisa Freeman. She does a lot of volunteer work in the youth department. And I do have a younger brother named Kevin. And I have also been homeschooled for my whole life. And this fall, I will be attending Liberty University. So I'm very excited about that. Yes, praise Jesus. I got through high school. So I, when I was about 12 or 13, I really began a habit of setting aside time in the morning to do my devotions. And throughout the years, I've had a pretty consistent quiet time. And because of so many encouraging youth leaders and mentors, I've grown to love reading my Bible and just just digging in deeper to God's word and praying and journaling. And while I loved doing this growing up, I was far from perfect, and I've still struggled with a lot of things. But I think that because I made that intentional effort to spend time with God alone, he prepared me for some of the things that I would struggle with being a teenager. And throughout middle and high school, there were times where I was completely controlled by fear by insecurities, by the need to please others. I found a lot of my self-worth in what other people said about me and what they thought about me. And one area that I really struggled with insecurities had to be with, it had to do with being homeschooled. Now, I've loved being homeschooled. I'm not, I don't regret being homeschooled. I'm really thankful for all the different cool opportunities I've had because of a home, because of being homeschooled. But I have had to deal with a lot of other people's opinions on homeschooling. And when people think about homeschoolers, they either go to one extreme or the other. They either think that we aren't smart enough to handle public school or they think that we have absolutely no social life, we spend all of our time at home doing schoolwork nonstop, which is not true at all. But I let what a lot of other people, what they thought about me, I let that affect how I thought about myself. And I began to believe the lies that I was being told, that I wasn't smart because I was homeschooled, that 
I wouldn't be able to handle the real world, that I had social problems, and that I was living in this little protected bubble of a life, which isn't true at all, but I believed it because that's what I felt like other people thought about me. And another area of insecurity that I've really struggled with had to do with my self-image. You know, I grew up in the church. I grew up knowing that God loved me. He made me the way I am for a reason. But I couldn't understand why he didn't make me the way that I thought I should have been made. I'm sure no one else relates to that at all. It's probably just me. But, you know, I thought, God, why can't I just be, like, a little bit taller? Or why can't I sing without hurting other people's ears? I mean, well, that would have been so bad. But... Any, even though I don't have those things, I've still come to realize that God has made me the way I am for a reason. And he has made me for a good work. And one verse that I've really clung to in this area has been Ephesians 2.10. And that says this, For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them. And one area that I've loved seeing God do his work in me has been through mission work. And I was able to go on my first mission trip when I was 12 years old. I got to go with a team from the Heights to Nicaragua. And that was an amazing experience. And ever since that trip, I've just fell in love with missions. And God has just shown me in so many different ways and in so many different areas that my life, it isn't about me. It's not about my problems and my insecurities, but I should make my life goal to glorify him and to further his kingdom. And this realization really became true to me when I was 15 years old. When I was 15, I got a really cool opportunity to go to China. And I went with my youth group here from the Heights. And when we went there, basically what we did was we led an American culture exchange camp. So we taught a lot of different classrooms about America and about our culture and our holidays. And we got to even share with the kids some Bible stories because a lot of our holidays have biblical meanings. And while that was a really cool experience, I spent that part of my life, I was really struggling with comparison. So I spent a lot of that trip comparing myself to the other team members, to the other leaders. You know, I thought, oh, I'm not smart enough like them. I don't know all the answers. I'm not this perfect Christian that I think I should be where I can just witness to anyone and talk to them about my faith. I didn't feel, I didn't feel confident in myself. And I felt like I was failing and that I was letting my team down because I didn't know all the answers. But then one of the nights, Gary Miller led a devotional, and he said that when it came down to it, it didn't matter who said it best. All that mattered was the message that we were communicating. And ever since then, God's just shown me, you know, it doesn't matter how good I look or how good I sound. All that matters is the message I'm communicating. What message am I telling people? What message is my life telling people? And so... Something that I've just learned is that, you know, we are all different. God made us all in different ways. He's given us all different gifts and abilities. And he will give us what we need in order to use those abilities to glorify him and further his kingdom. And we can use our gifts in our homes, in our workplaces, in school, at college. We can use them anywhere. And so I want to encourage you guys, you know, whether you're on the mountaintop or whether you're just trudging through the wilderness, you have been called to produce a good fruit. One verse that really sticks out to me in this area is John 15, 16. And it says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you. 
I appointed you that you should go out and produce fruit, and that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for sharing that, Berkeley. Um, my name is Ashley Ham. I'm a senior at Colonial Heights High School, and my dad is the campus pastor for the Midlothian campus. Um, so I've grown up here my entire life. My mother is Carrie Ham, and then I have two older brothers, Todd and Trey. So I've grown up here my entire life. Um, this is all I've ever known. You know, started at the the church um, down at the boulevard, and we moved here. And so this is all I've ever known until eighth grade when my dad told me and my family that we were going to be going to the Midlothian campus um, to do church in a theater. And to me, that idea was so bizarre um, and just so just so weird to me because this is all I had ever known. And um, honestly, I was a little angry. I was hurt. I was mad. <laughs> all those emotions mixed into one because... Why, God, why are you taking me away from everything I've ever known? All my friends, all the adults who have, I've ever like looked up to, you're taking me away from that and moving me somewhere I don't want to go. But God had a plan for me. He had a purpose for me, and I didn't see that. I thought, I'm not going to grow there. I'm not going to do much there. But I was so wrong, like most of the time, God is right. <laughs> and I started growing in my faith so much more than I would have here because I had to become a leader. People were looking at me in my youth group there because we were so small. We were about a group of 10 to start with, 10 or 12, versus here about 200. And um, they were looking at me as the campus pastor's daughter. Uh, what are we doing? You know, looking at me as the leader, as the, um, you know, the go-to person. And I had to rise above that. I had to go from being a follower in this huge youth group to being the one that everybody was looking at, at at, and that was kind of scary for me. Um, and so God just used me in that way to grow my faith so much more, and I just didn't see that. Um, shortly after we started the Midlothian campus, I had an opportunity to go to Nicaragua on my first mission trip. And a little background information, um, going into the mission trip, I was planning to be working um, with the children for Vacation Bible School, which I did the first day. Um, but, and it was fun. It was great. I love doing vacation Bible school here. And then, you know, even there was a lot of fun, but I just didn't feel like something was right. I didn't feel like I was in my right place. And that night when we gathered together and we started talking about the, um, the events and things that had happened that day, just sharing what we, you know, we wanted to share with each other. Um, after that was over, our English as a second language team leader, he said that they needed some extra help. They were a um, little low on hands. And um, I thought that sounded interesting to go into a school and teach English to Spanish-speaking kids. And so I, I asked my parents if that was okay. And they said, absolutely. And so I went over there and we planned, and the next day we went into the classroom, and it was just so much fun to see the enthusiasm for the of these kids who wanted to learn English. They wanted to learn my language, and I didn't even know Spanish, but we had a translator, 
who helped us teach them English. And that's where I found my calling. That's where I thought I found my calling to become an elementary school teacher. And so immediately I came home. I started looking for colleges, not even as a freshman um, in high school yet. I was in eighth grade still. And um, I started looking for colleges, immediately found Longwood University. And they're their teaching program that's so known. And so ever since then, that's where I wanted to go. And that's where I'll be going this fall. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so after that mission trip, uh, shortly after that, I started a new school. And when I say a new school, it wasn't, you know, it was the same people I've always grown up with, but a new building, new teachers, new classes, new schedule, that sort of thing. And so that was a little nerving, nerve-wracking to me because I, I like change, but I don't like change. And um, so getting started there was kind of difficult. Um, as a follower of Jesus Christ in a public school, that is very tough. And um, I knew that going into it, but going into high school, I lost a lot of friends. My friends went one way and I went the other way, and I had to be okay with that. So my parents started telling me that I need to be the light in this dark world. And I didn't really know what that meant, and so they kind of showed me this verse that I want to share with you guys. Um, it's Matthew five fourteen, and it says, You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. And I always look at that verse and I see the second sentence that says, The city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. And I think to myself, my faith should never be hidden. I should not change who I am in a public school just to be accepted, just to be loved, just to be liked, just to get those friends back. I should never do that because God has called me to be the light, just like my parents were telling me. And so that was very hard. But another verse that I cling to that um, became my life verse was Jeremiah 29, 11, And that's, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. He does not want to harm us. He is not, that is not his intentions, is to harm us. He wants our future to be the best it can be. And we have to listen to him. We have to have faith in him. Just like I did with the Midlothian campus, I thought, why, God, why are you doing this to me? And then it ended up being the biggest blessing that I've ever had almost. Um, and so all these things to say that God, God loves us and he wants what's best for us. And, um, and so for, for those of you who are in a public school and you're feeling alone, you're feeling like an outcast, you're feeling like you're not loved or accepted, there are people there who are just like you, trying to be a follower of Jesus Christ in a public school. Um, my friend Kendall down there, she goes to school with me. And um, we don't have a lot of classes together, but I know she's there. And I know she, she loves God just like I do. Um, and so they are out there. You just have to seek for them. They're harder to find, but they are there. And so I would never trade my experience of um, being a follower of Jesus Christ in a public school for I would never change that because that has prepared me to go to Longwood University that's not known to be a Christian school, to be a Christian university, and to be the light for four more years. And so I'm very excited for that opportunity that God has given me. Um, and so for those um, of you adult, adults who are trying to figure out, you know, how are we supposed to help the youth, um, if you don't like youth and you don't want to work with them because, you know, teenagers can be crazy sometimes or, you know, whatever, um, pray for us. 
because we need that. And I am a firm believer in prayer, and, and I am a firm believer that it works. And so pray for us. Pray for us to, um, to be the light, like my parents told me, because that's really what got me through high school. So thank you for listening. Hello, my name's Kendall Tomlinson. Um, my parents are Chuck and Karen Tomlinson. I have a brother named Casey Tomlinson. Um, I'm going to attend Liberty University as well in the fall. Um, yeah, go Thunders. Um, I go to school with Ashley, so I go to Colonial Heights High School. And going to a public school is very difficult because um, there's a variety of different opinions and values and beliefs that are constantly being thrown at your face. Um, no matter what class you go to, there's always someone who has a different opinion than you do. And, you know, they, they front it to you and they tell you. And they're like, hey, this is, this is my opinion. And, um, you know, it's really challenging to be a Christian and live in a secular world. Um, but, you know, it's totally worth it in the end. And I would just like to say, like, with those values and opinions that differ with, with us, we tend to label people and we tend to call them different things and it's not just at school it's in work and everyday life someone could walk into a grocery store and you could look at them and you could just be like oh and something comes to your mind and you're labeling that person and with labeling people we're counting them out so we're saying oh you know like I don't think that you're worthy enough to hear what I have to say about the Lord because you're too far gone you know like we count people out before we even acknowledge them or even know them personally and you know, what really gets me is Jesus didn't count me out, so why should I count somebody else out? And why do I have the right to count somebody else out? Because I've sinned. I've sinned, if not the same amount, maybe more than they have. And, you know, like, that's not right for me to be able to judge them because of something that they've done when Jesus never judged me. And um, so definitely just along those lines of that, um, I have an example of, um, something that someone taught me a little bit ago, and um, we're always planting seeds. So even when you're sharing your faith, and Chris, I'm going to use you as an example. So um, say I want to witness to Chris, and he tells me, no, I don't really want to hear about it. You know, like I'm plant a, planting a seed in his life to have knowledge about the Lord. And so someone else is going to come, and they're going to water it. So that's a win for the Lord. And then if I tell Chris about my faith and he says, oh, I'll think about it, I'll maybe accept it, like, I'm still planting a seed and somebody's going to come water it and it's going to benefit the Lord. And then if I tell Chris about my faith and he's like, yeah, I totally want to grow with you and become more like the Lord, you know, like, I'm planting a seed, but I'm also helping water it and that's benefiting the Lord. And so, you know, you, there's always possibilities of what you can do in people's lives. And so... With that said, um, especially for me in public school, I don't want people to know me for my academic success or my athletic ability, but I want people to know me for my faith. Um, and one way that I've um, that has helped me through this is we have a club at school, and it's called the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which is FCA, and um, Ashley is involved in it. And we have an amazing group of students and um, an amazing sponsor. And we normally have meetings on Friday mornings or afternoons. But on the mornings, we start off with a devotional. And that helps um, each and every student, you know, in there. Like, not just Christians come. We invite everybody so that they can hear the word of God because we're planting seeds. Um, and um, so 
we head up the lessons most of the time. Somebody would be like, oh, I got the lesson today. And that has not only supplied me with knowledge to go into high school and to be able to share my faith, but it's also supplied me with amazing partners to hold and accountability to be able to be able to hold strong in my faith and walk out there in the secular world, but be able to hold my ground. And um, so my life verse that I live by is, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, So what I'm going to leave you guys with today is I'm going to challenge each and every one of you to not label people and count people out because Jesus never counted you out. Thank you. That was great, Kendall. Um, So hello, my name is uh, Chris and... um, Chris Hopkins, and uh, I've been, also been going here my entire life. Um, my parents are Mark and Carol Hopkins, if you happen to know them. Um, I also have a younger sister named Melissa, who's mostly wonderful, I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's the best. Um, <laughs> so um, I also go to Banner Christian School, which is a small private school in um, the northern part of Chesterfield. Um, and I'm in the senior class there that I'm a part of, which is 20 people about. And um, we're a very charismatic group. We're, we're always, we always um, have something planned, some fun ideas or something that makes school better and more enjoyable for us. And um, naturally, with this being our senior year, we kind of, we, we had a whole lot of plans and things we wanted to do um, to make it, make it the best year possible. And I feel like that happened, even though none of our plans worked out. That's because, well, I wouldn't say none. Many of them didn't work out. But, um, but my point is that God, God had other plans. Um, on a more personal note, uh, at the beginning of the school year, I wanted to um, run and be elected as our class president. So I ran and campaigned as much as I could. The night before the election, I texted every sing- just about every single member of my class asking for their vote. And ultimately, I lost by two votes. So... Although I was very happy for the winner who happens to be a friend of mine, um, I was also a little disappointed that it didn't work out. But ultimately, looking back, I see now that being a senior is quite difficult when you're working with colleges and all that. And I realized that I would have never been able to have handled both um, being a senior and the load of being an effective class president. So God had... God had um, the best. God had my best interest in mind when um, He allowed me to lose that election. Uh, another area where God has um, impacted us is um, our senior trip. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow either myself or my school on Facebook, but um, we have been planning all year all year long to go to Nicaragua. Um, we fundraised, campaigned, and um, planned out. We even bought our flight tickets, and. We get to school at 1 a.m. on Saturday morning, and we found out that in the past, in the prior 24 to 48 hours, um, the country had erupted into violence, and the first deaths in that conflict occurred just about three hours before we were to leave. So ultimately, our head of school made made the decision to um, to keep us from going. And so, although we were all, we all went home crushed, and um, and all that, because we really wanted to have an impact on Nicaragua and uh, help people there. So we all went to, went to sleep at, at our houses, kind of upset about it. But um, I wake up the next morning to a phone call from a classmate. He basically said, wake up, repack, and get to school. We're going to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> so 
that was my wake-up call, and I guess I didn't have much choice but to listen. So um, all in all, I got to school about an hour later, and all we knew was where we were going and where we were, where we were staying. We had no idea um, who we were going to serve, what missions we were going to do. Um, we were just going to follow God and see what he has planned for us. And so because we followed God, it ended up being a, what I feel like a much better week. We um, were able to build a fence for a women's shelter who were unable to build it themselves. Um, we also drove up to Wilmington, North Carolina one day and uh, to a Christian camp up there, and we helped them prepare and get ready for the summer season. We were able to do three months of work in about four hours. It was, we were quite um, amazed with what God um, led us to do there. And um, also on two separate days, we... Uh, Went to some went to some neighborhoods in Myrtle Beach, and we um, played some games with some kids. We we met some um, kids there, and we were able to just minister to them, have fun with them, and just have a great time. And several of us, I think, made some pretty good friendships with those kids as a result. Um, so my point in all this is that you may we may have plans, and even if they may they may even be good plans, but ultimately God knows what's best, and His will is ultimately better than anything we can come up with. Um, a common theme, a common verse that has kind of been, that has, that has kept coming up um, throughout the school year is Matthew six twenty five through 26. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So, basically, God has you covered. He knows what's best for you, and um, his plan is ultimately better than yours. And I can attest to that for my senior trip. It, I, although we were um, very disappointed that we weren't able to help those in Nicaragua, we were able to help a lot more, or a lot of people in Myrtle Beach as well because we didn't go to Nicaragua. So, that's my story, and thank you for listening. <laughs> I just want to say, I think it's really awesome that when you look at all of us, all of us have been on mission trips, and I think we can all attest to saying that you go on a mission trip for one week, but it changes your whole life. So it's just a really awesome experience. And my name is Jacqueline West. I have just finished up my senior year, actually over at John Tyler. I'm going to be transferring to Liberty in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, I have two older brothers, Jordan and Nate. Jordan is married to my wonderful sister-in-law, Sarah. She's really embarrassed. Um, and um, my mother is Tina West, and my dad is Ronnie West. He's actually the education pastor here at the church. So with that, I've had the wonderful opportunity of just growing up in this church and just growing up in this youth group especially. And from growing up in this youth group, I can definitely say that it has taught me so much about what a foundation in the Lord looks like and how I can build my identity on Christ. But with that said, I can definitely say that um, my relationship with the Lord was not always based on that. Growing up, the Lord gave me a lot of opportunities just to uh, dance and to do gymnastics. And through those things, I really found... Um, that my worth and my value was placed on the things that I was good at. 
So a lot of the times I would compare myself to those who are around me and trying to be the best one out of them and trying to accomplish everything that I wasn't able to do. And this carried out not just within gymnastics and dance, but with every aspect of my life. I was trying to find an identity in myself, but every single time I did that, I came to a place in my life where I realized that there was always somebody that was better at gymnastics than I was, and there was always somebody that was prettier than I was or that was more talented in other areas that I was. And I was always, um, I was always letting myself down. But uh, in my ninth grade year, I went on my first missions trip. And I also um, got on to the youth band. And that was just the starting point that the Lord had started in my life to really begin building my foundation and my relationship with him and not in myself and building myself up. At that same year, I also went to the doctors, and they told me I had to have a very minor knee surgery. Um, To explain how minor this knee surgery was, they told me that I would be able to get up out of the hospital bed on the same day that I had the surgery and walk home, and in a few weeks, I would be able to go back and do all the things that I loved But that's definitely not what happened. Actually, after the surgery, I wasn't able to bend my legs at all, and I wasn't able to walk. My doctor had told me that it was an extremely rare side effect that he had actually only seen in one other patient, but he had never seen it to my extent. So all of my plans and all the things that I placed my value and my worth in was taken away from me. And I went, I spent the next year in physical therapy. And at the end of that physical therapy, I had to go back and do another larger surgery than the first one. And then I spent another year in physical therapy. So I spent two years um, in physical therapy instead of doing things that I really wanted to do. But with that, I also missed out on a lot of opportunities that I wanted to be a part of. I spend a lot of time um, at home. And if you know me, you know I'm an extrovert, and that's not how I like to spend my time. Um, So it was really difficult. But during that time, the Lord was also using more mission trips for me to go on. He was also giving me more opportunities on the youth band. He was also um, showing me some really awesome verses that uh, I was really, really drawing near to. And I would love to share those with you. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Matthew 6.35, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. John 15.5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. I came to a point in my life where all that I had was taken away from me so that all that I had had to be in Christ. In addition to that, I found that the more that I was able to draw near to the Lord, not only was he able to use me to be his vessel to accomplish the purpose and plan that he had for me in my life, But the more that I was able to draw near to him, the more that he was able to fulfill the desires in my life that I was never able to fulfill for myself. So um, my encouragement is to those who struggle with where their identity is placed, I want to encourage that when you'd be drawing close to the Lord, drawing close to what the Bible says and what Christ says about you and who you are in Christ. Also realizing that who you are in yourself and trying to build yourself up 
you're never going to be able to reach the standards that you want. I also believe that the Lord has called us to go. Um, one verse is 2 Timothy 2.21, and it talks about Christ using us as his vessel. And he says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is unhonorable, then he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. I would encourage that we wouldn't be doing things to build ourselves up, but we would be doing things to build up the kingdom of the Lord. And when we are able to go and call of that, and maybe that might be in a ministry um, outside of church or a ministry inside of church, or maybe that would be on the mission field. For everyone, it might be different, but I do believe that the Lord has called us to these things. And when we are able to lay ourselves down and just be completely following the Lord, then our identity in ourselves is no longer what matters. But what matters is our identity in Christ and how he is able to use that to benefit his kingdom. So that is my encouragement for you um, just to be doing that. And I thank you guys so much for listening to me. Well, thank you, uh, Ashley and Berkeley and Chris and Kendall and Jacqueline for uh, sharing with you, uh, sharing with us uh, about uh, what God's done in your life. And as we, as we hear them and, and talk about their lives, I think the formula is pretty simple to uh, allowing our lives to be shaped by the Word of God. And, and that is to, to, one, trust, trust the Word. And then secondly, man, we need to go and do it. Uh, we need to obey it, uh, be, be people of action uh, in doing what the Bible says. And uh, thankful for you guys today. Uh, thankful to uh, and honored to be your youth pastor for the past three plus years. It's been a privilege and uh, to do that and to have you guys up here this morning. I'm going to dismiss you guys uh, to head out to the concourse uh, so you guys can, can say hi to them. You can encourage them and donate to their college fund. And <laughs> as, they, uh, as they're heading out, uh, I just want to encourage and, and say thank you to, uh, to those who are first-time guests with us this morning. Hey, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us uh, here at the Heights. Uh, we counted a privilege uh, that you chose to be with us. If you head out these center doors uh, as we dismiss here in a few minutes, uh, we have a, a connection desk. Uh, we have some friendly folks. They're, they're normal, like you and me. Uh, they would love just to get to know you and say hi to you and, and give you a gift as a way uh, to say thanks for uh, being with us uh, this morning. Uh, as we talk about a life that's shaped by the Word of God, uh, that really starts with the relationship with Jesus, doesn't it? And, and there might be someone in here that, man, I've never started a relationship with Jesus. I've never uh, given my, my life to him. I, I wonder what that looks like. The same people at that connection desk uh, would love to, 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 to meet you and uh, to, to learn a little more about uh, your, your life and, and open the word of God and, and speak to you a little bit. Uh, and also the word of God speaks about uh, baptism as a way that we declare our relationship with Jesus, as a way that we identify with his uh, death, burial, and resurrection. The same folks at that uh, connection uh, desk would love to talk to you about baptism. We do baptism all the time here at the church. It's an awesome opportunity for us to, to see what God's doing in the lives of people. And so Maybe God's been speaking to you that you need to get baptized too. So uh, before we close, I want to invite uh, Pastor Randy up. Uh, he is uh, probably the greatest supporter of our Next Generation Ministries, and so we appreciate him and all he does and leads us. It's Absolutely, yours, man. man. Wasn't that a great morning, y'all? Excited about our youth, excited about our youth ministry. And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking as I came into the morning, you know, how I would challenge you. Hey, what, what role are you playing to invest in the next generation. But honestly, after listening to them this morning, I'm thinking maybe I should go up to our youth department and ask them what role they're playing to invest in us adults. 
uh, here in the church. Uh, and folks, did you, did you hear what a... Go, go ahead and clap for that. Yeah. And you, you hear what a profound presentation of, of just some kids tr- looking to God's Word, trying to center their lives around it, and then faithfully follow Jesus Christ uh, in their lives. And, uh, of course, that challenge doesn't change as they become 23 or 33 or 43 and on. And, uh, but while I'm so impressed with where they are, I still do want to ask you that question. What role are you playing investing in the next generation and you know what, folks, just because you and I go to a church that has a youth ministry, that, that has bed babies, that doesn't mean we're investing in the next generation. That doesn't mean we're doing what we need to do as followers of Christ to effectively and faithfully hand that baton to the generation. And I, when I say generation, I'm actually referring to about everybody 29 and down. What, what are we doing to faithfully hand the baton to them, to encourage them, to help them, to support them uh, in their walk and relationship with the Lord? And I just want to leave you with that today. And I think as you've seen these young people up here, it, sh- it should be an encur- both an encouragement and a challenge. It's been a, it's been a great day, and I am very grateful, excited for Will and Jordan, the band, the, the, our, our panel up here. I know many of you were in, in life group this morning. And you got to engage with some youth in that area. And, uh, and I, I'm very excited, very blessed by what God is doing here. But in that excitement, I'm thinking, Lord, what all are we to be doing? Because, uh, boy, that's, that's what our nation needs, doesn't it? It's what the church needs. Let's each one of us be thinking, hey, what role am I playing? Amen? Amen. Hey, listen, I hope you'll be back next weekend, holiday weekend, but uh, I'll be starting a new series. You might have heard of a guy named the Apostle Peter. He has written two letters to you, and we're going to spend the summer studying those letters, and we're going to kick that off next weekend. So I look forward to seeing you back here next weekend. God bless you guys. Have a great week.